Welcome to Mind Love, episode 232. Today's episode is all about feeling and following your internal guidance system. There's a magic and synchronicity that happens when you follow your internal guidance system. Everything just becomes like butter and lines up for you. You have divine timing. There's all these cool things that happen. And so you begin just living a completely different life, really, and you're off and running and you know how to make choices for yourself and how to stop triggers from happening and how to recreate that trigger because the guidance is precious. You're learning something really important about yourself and what's limiting you when those experiences of closing happen. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. It's a new day, a new episode, and a new opportunity to subscribe to the podcast. You're listening for the first time. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you always know about new episodes. Plus, it makes you one of my favorite people because the more subscribers I have, the more I attract amazing guests to help better serve you. So don't forget to subscribe. Today, I would love to share a review from PW, who says, Melissa's conversations are so effortless as though she's chatting at a coffee shop. Her interviews are raw, honest, and enjoyable. There are so many actionable practices for the audience to walk away with. And more than anything, the authenticity that Melissa brings out in her guests is inspiring. Thank you so much, Nene, for taking a couple minutes because as you all know, these reviews just stick with me for a really long time. I might even say that the reason I do this podcast is just so I can receive reviews from you guys. (laughs) That might be taking it a little far, but I do so appreciate them. It makes me feel connected to you guys rather than just broadcasting over here. So thank you so much for taking the time. And now on to the show. What if you could tap into your own personal, reliable guidance system for every decision that you make? We all know how much easier it is traveling with Google Maps or Waze, right? Or for us elder millennials out there, maybe you remember TomToms before navigation was just right on our phones. Or let's go back real far to MapQuest when we used to have to actually print directions and bring them into the car and just pray to God that we never got off track because there is no rerouting paper. And I'm not even trying to go back to those old Thomas Guide maps we used to have because I need to preserve at least some of my illusion of youth here. (laughs) The point is, smart navigation apps have totally changed the way we commute to the point that we barely comprehend life without this technology. But what if I told you you can tap into an inner technology that can provide precise guidance for everything you do? Just imagine for a moment the ease and the confidence you'd have navigating life if you were able to know and trust that the decision you were making was on your highest path. We hear a lot about trusting your gut or mother's intuition, even from childhood, but no one really tells us how to do it. I expected that it was just something that I would know when I know. The problem is, for most of us, our programming is louder than our intuition. And that programming can come from trauma, from what we've seen and heard, from what our family and friends have normalized, even from how we've seen people react to something on TV. So we may experience something and have an almost visceral response, but that doesn't mean that it's the universe trying to guide you toward your highest path. 
It might just mean that your programming is telling you to run. I had a friend who did this whenever she was in a good relationship. She was so used to the bad that she was always suspicious and thought he was hiding things. She felt in her bones that something was wrong, so she'd pick fights until he finally got tired of it. But turned out, she was just used to things going wrong. Or have you ever planned to make a big step in your life, and right before you do it, you feel panic? You might even mistake that fear for your inner guidance trying to tell you, this is too risky, pull back, this is going to go wrong. What I've learned is that we all have an internal guidance system. And evidence shows that our ancient ancestors were very much in tune with it. But because of the way our society functions, we seem to be a little bit more cut off. The way to reconnect with this inner technology is to consciously connect with it and practice in our daily lives. But I get it. It can be really hard to be motivated to practice something if you don't even know if you're doing it right. So today we're talking about exactly how to tap into this innate wisdom that we all have. Or how I like to think of it is tapping into the divine guidance that connects all things. Our guest is Zen DeBruck, a member of the illustrious Transformation Leadership Council. She's worked with over 40,000 people to teach them how to listen to, respond, and honor their internal guidance systems, including training 4,000 master students. So three key things we will learn are how to question your unexamined assumptions, how even neutral is one of your guiding sensations, and step-by-step to feeling and following your internal guidance systems. And just a heads up, premium members will have a special mind love meditation that you can use daily to practice connecting to this internal guidance system. So get excited for that, premium members. If there's one topic that keeps coming up in my women's circles, it's our hormones. Frankly, I think that between years of birth control or beauty products that mess with endocrine function, a lot of us are just out of whack. Estro Control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. It has science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially in women who suffer from PMS. The way Estro Control eases PMS is pretty interesting. The ingredients support the liver, and that's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in the liver, women may start having PMS, spots on the skin, they get cravings, they feel low all of a sudden. Estro Control was created to help women feel like themselves all throughout the month because PMS can basically rob us of a week of our lives every month. Totally not fair. Estro Control is made specifically for women who are premenopausal, so it's perfect for women that haven't entered menopause yet. And in fact, it's amazing for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can turn into a beast. I have been relearning myself postpartum. I just started my period again when my baby was 10 months and I forgot how wild these hormone changes can be. I wanted something to just maintain optimal hormone levels and help with mild mood swings, and Estro Control is perfect for this. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code MINDLOVE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use promo code MINDLOVE for 15% off your first order. And now let's welcome Zen DeBrook to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So I am excited to talk about 
our internal guidance systems because I feel like I was about 30 years old when I finally discovered how that worked. So first of all, what is our internal guidance system and how did you discover your connection to it? Well, so our internal guidance system is a sensation that happens in the throat, chest, and solar plex area. Uh, It can feel like a lump in the throat, tightness in the chest, or kind of a sick rock hard feeling in the solar plex area. And it's giving us information about our thinking, which is really important. And so what happened for me was I had a pretty rough childhood lots of verbal and physical abuse, um, some other types of abuses outside the family. My family in general had some Jerry Springer-esque kind of things going on with it. You know, dad divorcing mom and marrying her best friend from church, you know, all these like drama-driven things. My brother was hit by a car and put into a wheelchair and it really split the family up and, and things were really tough. So what happened was, is I emancipated from my parents just to get away from it all. I felt like I just kept getting sucked back in. So I left and I came out of the gate as a young teenager, young adult, really angry, bitter, a lot of programming about not being able to trust people. And I was sabotaging my life, like getting in fights with roommates and end up living out of my car or taking constructive criticism from my bosses in air quotes, because I just saw everything as criticism and getting frustrated and walking out, expecting for them to run down the pavement, trying to get me back because I'm such a good worker. And I was a good worker, but I had attitude, you know, and my friends loved me, but they just kept, they were tired of the roller coaster ride. And one of my friends gave me a cassette tape from a little known teacher called Esther Hicks. And what she wanted me to discover, which I did a little bit, but she wanted me to discover the law of attraction and how I need to take responsibility for my actions. But what happened was, is I got this little cassette tape and I must have played it a hundred times. And in that, it said that we have an internal guidance system that we were born with. And that when we feel a tight, constricted feeling in the center of our body, that meant that what we were thinking was out of alignment and not going to bring us success and happiness. And that when we felt a open expanded feeling in our body, that that meant that our thinking was in alignment and we were going to generate success. That hit me. Like the first few times I listened to it, it was like, what? Rewind. What? Rewind. You know, my brain was so thick of to get through, like, wait a minute. But I knew, I knew that that was something that I felt before I blew it in my life. And I didn't want to blow it in my life anymore. I just couldn't seem to control this compulsive behavior of getting angry and running away hurt. You know, it didn't look like hurt to others, but that's what it felt like inside. And I covered it up with anger. And so I and studied that as best I could. Abraham Hicks at the time did not have any teachings. They were just kind of answering people's questions and recording it. And I went on a discovery of trying to figure out which thoughts were closing me and which thoughts were opening me. And I'll tell you, Melissa, it was hard because our mind is a crazy place and it's convinced that it's right about everything. I remember learning to kind of tune into my body to see if it was guiding me. And for years, when I first learned that, I didn't actually learn it. It's like I I heard the information, but I didn't, I couldn't internalize it because I had cut off any connection between my mind and my body through so many different ways. I was I was on Adderall for a lot of years. I was drinking too much, doing party drugs. I had an eating disorder. And so learning to actually go into the body 
it was kind of terrifying for me, actually. <laughs> you know, like I didn't even realize all of the things that I was doing and how much, I mean, it, it came from hating my body really. And so to kind of close that gap happened very slowly year after year. And first I had to address these habits. Then I had to understand, like, I couldn't really discern which feelings were what. And I'm reminded of, I have a baby and a lot of the things I'm learning is that he doesn't know how to express his emotions or he doesn't know how, what his emotions are. And so one of the best things I can do as a mom is to give him the words for those emotions. So I'm reading books like how to talk so little kids will listen and the self-driven child and all this stuff. And they say to actually say like, oh, I, I see that you're frustrated because I won't let you put your fingers in the electrical outlets or whatever <laughs> it is, you know? And so I give him those words. And it's funny because as I'm going through a lot of this material, I realized how I didn't have words for the things that I was feeling, even as like a 27-year-old. And so when I was trying to decide, am I contracting or am I expanding? Now it feels really obvious, but those first times of tuning in, it wasn't obvious because sometimes I might feel fear it as excitement, like I'm doing this big thing, mm-hmm. I'm going on stage or whatever. And all I know is it's a big emotion. And so I would automatically cut it off. So how do we get to the point of being able to tune into our bodies and make it feel safe and actually be there long enough to discern it? Yeah. So what I found is there are students like yourself who have shut off their bodies because they were hurt young. I had that similar experience because of physical abuse, being beaten. And then also there are people who are so intellectual that they don't feel their body because they're in their heads all the time, right? This was something that was very difficult for me to learn, okay? And, And the reason why is because we don't necessarily know what we're thinking. And also our thoughts are running really fast, so we can't necessarily catch them at first. And then last but not least is our mind tries to control the outcome of our internal guidance system because it wants to be in control. And there is a higher level of our beingness, right? So let me give you just a quick example. And then what we'll do is of of what I mean by our thoughts, and then we'll do the exercise. And then I'll explain to you that how you have to bypass the mind. You go through the internal guidance system to the mind not through your mind to the internal guidance system. And I'd love to walk you through what that looks like. Does that sound good? Sounds amazing. Okay, fantastic. So first of all, and if you've read my book and you have the answer, give me the first answer you gave. (laughs) Because sometimes people have already gotten this. But do you know what color a yield sign is? Yellow. Okay, almost everyone says yellow and black. And the yellow and black yield sign was retired by Congress in 1971. And by 1974 all the yellow and black yield signs had been changed. Now, everybody is, pause if you guys want to run to Wikipedia. Everybody wants to run and check this out because if, if think about it. Tell me about that yield sign you see. How real is it? It's totally real. Like <laughs> I can only see a yellow yield sign. What color is it? I have always been someone who's prioritized wellness. Well, at least what I understood about it at the time, which has definitely evolved. But now I live in a town where some of my conveniences just aren't as accessible as when I lived in L.A. 
Then I found aloe moves and my whole experience changed. I've been an avid yogi for 16 years, but frankly, I am just underwhelmed by most online yoga. Their flows are either too easy or not varied enough. Well, Aloe Moves has everything. Of course, they have an endless selection of beginner content, since that is the category most people fall into, but they even have advanced and yoga teacher-focused content. They are the only online platform that I can find that I can narrow down the time that I'm looking for precisely. Like, I have 38 minutes today, what you got? (laughs) They have something for every mood. Trying to get a good sweat? Try their award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts with or without weights. Or find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and even journaling for those quiet moments. And when it comes to sleep, it's just as important as fitness and nutrition. Ever since I watched The Art of Sleep on Aloe Moves, I've been falling asleep faster and staying asleep longer. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code MINDLOVE for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. Tell me about that yield sign you see. How real is it? It's totally real. (laughs) I can only see a yellow yield sign. What color is it? It's red and white. What? It is. It's red and white. And so it's, it's a triangle shape. Okay. And it's got a red line with yield in white. And there's a red circle as the background inside the white line. Now, the reason why this is happening is because we're programmed between the ages of zero and seven. Everything floods in. And then after that, even though there's more programming that may happen through experience, it's, it goes through the filter of our zero to seven programming, right? And so we don't have an update system. And the yellow and black yield sign is in our culture. It's in our culture in the United States. And so they put it on book covers. They put it on billboards. You know, they put it on T-shirts. It's all over the place. I even saw at Sesame Street in 2016, they had the guy from Frozen the snowman part 
dancing around with a yellow and black yield sign. And now my two-year-old son has it in his mind with singing and dancing. So it makes it even more ingrated, you know, integrated into his thinking. And so there's lots of people who don't get this right because there's no system in our mind. We don't drive past a red and white yield sign. And then our brain goes, Ooh, wait, I need to update that. It's red and white now. There's nothing in there to do that. We have to do it consciously and it has to be done through the physical body. And what I mean by that is, is that if I ask this question of you in two years, Melissa, you'll still see the yellow and black yield sign. But if I have you color a red and white one, you'll never forget it because you're using your body kinesthetic energy wise to, to re-inform the mind. And that's why EFT and hypnosis and things like NLP, right? They, those things really work to support our mind being updated. But, but then how do you find the updated thought? You didn't even know you had a yellow and black yield sign and that it was false, right? So when our spouse walks into the room and says something and we interpret it in a way and then we, a particular way and we trigger our, our response back and you, well, you just said, no, I didn't. You just, yes, you did. No, I didn't. Well, that's not what I meant. Yes, that's what you meant, right? And we can't even see that they didn't mean that because our programming from zero to seven is filtering the way that we heard the response we got. Does that make sense? It totally does. It's funny because I'm a sucker for really dumb dating shows. <laughs> and I'm reminded of like it. watching Love is Blind and, and you just watch or any, any of the dating shows. I don't even need a specific example. You watch people's arguments play out on TV. And since you're not in there, your emotions aren't in it. You're just like, are you crazy? He clearly said this. How are you responding this way? But it just reminds me that there's so often where I remember an argument I got in with a friend uh, like five years ago. And I had already been doing kind of a lot of, of work around communication, stepping back, taking ownership. And so this was one of those times where I had so much awareness in the conversation and I could not understand how the misunderstanding was happening. It was through text message. So then I tried to leave voice messages and call and like, yep. I don't understand. I am trying to say something where I do not see how you're taking offense from it. What is happening? But then I remember meditating on it and kind of seeing all the things that she had gone through in the last few years. And I had one of those like almost spiritual moments of just seeing this higher vision where I could see my point of view. And then also, oh, that's through your programming and not blaming her for the misunderstanding whatsoever. It was just one of those moments of me seeing, I do this so much in my life. There's so many times where you know, I, I see things one way because of my life experiences, mm -hmm. because of the way I've been treating, treated in the past, because of maybe the last time I heard this phrase. And so when that, that is so easy to happen because we're all different people with different life experiences, how does that make us trust our internal guidance system yeah. even more when it almost makes it seem like, okay, we're never going to get this right. Right, right. So here's the, here's the thing. Let's do the exercise so that people can uh, experience it. And if the exercise doesn't work for you, it's not a big deal. It doesn't mean your IGS is broken. I'm going to give you the next level. And then we'll give your, well, I got a couple stories I want to share, and then we'll give them the first practice to connect their, their mind with their internal guidance system. All right. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So go ahead and close your eyes. Now, if you guys are listening and you're driving, don't close your eyes. Um, and it may, you may have to come back and do this exercise if it's in a quieter moment. Like I love listening to podcasts while I'm shopping, like at the grocery store. <laughs> so, you know, you may need to come back and do this. So, um, but 
the biggest thing is, is just to, to get us into our body. So close your eyes, feel the bottom of your feet and the palms of your hands. Now, as you feel the bottom of your feet, you're going to feel like a tingling or a warm sensation there. Like your feet are suddenly kind of coming alive as you put attention on them. And then go to your palms of your hands and the same thing will happen. You'll feel a little bit of a tingling sensation. Good. And then I want you to listen to my voice and, and focus on the hands and feet. Keep that active if you can. I'm going to give you two statements. Just let them float through your mind like a cloud does through the sky. And notice if there's any sensation in your throat, chest, or solar plex area. So focus on your hands and feet. And here's the first statement. Don't let your mind argue. Don't answer it. Just hold it and see what happens. I do not have an internal guidance system. I do not have an internal guidance system. Just hold the thought. Don't do anything with it. Notice the sensation in, in the center of your body. And here's the second statement. Focus on your feet again. Feel that tingling. And the palms of your hands. Here's the second statement. I do have an internal guidance system. I do have an internal guidance system. Noticing any sensation. Wiggle your toes, your fingers. All right, open your eyes. Melissa, how was that? What did you experience? It was weird. I was very aware of whatever sensation was coming up and it almost felt like nausea, but just moved up when I heard I do not have an internal guidance system. It was definitely mm -hmm. like a very mild contracting, but it was just interesting. I think that's the first time I've ever noticed that it was almost like, I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, it's almost mm -hmm. like nausea, but it's mm -hmm. up right in my like upper rib cage. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And then the second sentence? Because it was happening immediately after the last one, I could just sort of feel that dissipate. Like the, mm -hmm. it sort of trickled down through my stomach, but then it, it released. Yes. And so the first sensation we call closing, just because we named, had to name something, for, you know, and it feels like an energy is closing down inside our bodies for a lot of people. That is like a, a lump in the throat, less air, feeling like you can't breathe, you're constricted. A second statement we call an opening when you feel that expanded, lightning, dissipated feeling. Some people get an upward V energy that kind of like, oh, I can breathe. There's this energy that comes through. Sometimes there's a little bit of tingling. So both of those were in response to your thoughts. And it only responds to your thoughts. The internal guidance system is here to help you cultivate a better level of thinking that's brand new and outside of the box and outside of your programming. In fact, what I believe it's doing is it's alerting us to the programming that's going to sabotage our lives or bring us where we don't want to be. And it's, it's sh saying a yellow yield sign, yellow yield sign, right? So an example of this would be, I came upstairs <laughs> super excited and I wanted to share with him something I wanted us to do as a family. And I was all like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm an influencer. I don't, I mean, by uh, authentically, you know, I'm just an exuberant person and I get excited about stuff. And he looked at me after I shared my stuff and he said, I am so sick of you manipulating me. And I was like, oh, and I thought, I'm not manipulating. I'm not manipulating him. And I closed tight. Okay. That means what I'm thinking is not true. So I thought I closed and you feel that tightness. So I immediately thought I am manipulating him. What? And I opened back up 
And I said to him, I closed when I thought I wasn't, that I'm not manipulating you. Tell me what's going on. I obviously am, but I have no understanding of what you're talking about. He said, you come up here and you're so exuberant and you've got all this stuff like already locked in of what you want it to be like. And I either have to decide to do it and I haven't even had a chance to think about it or I have to decide to disappoint you. So you leave me with these conditions where I don't even get to make a fair choice for myself. That's manipulation. And I was like, got it. To me, that's like, I'm influencing you and I shouldn't be doing that. that. And it was a word, like your friend, right? How could I possibly be misinterpreting it? That word for me is very charged because of the manipulative woman, right? We hear this all our lives. And we, for me, I don't ever want to do that. But for him, it was completely different on a man's level of disappointing me. And so it wasn't that I was manipulating him to get something. I was just manipulating in a way that didn't let him have a fair chance to think through it. So these are the little things that get resolved when you're using your IGS. Now, the, the issue is when I tried to figure this out, I would, I would feel the tightness and then I would go look for the thought. And the thoughts were true in my mind. Like if I didn't have my internal guidance system, we would have gotten in a big fight with me saying, I am not manipulating you. That is not what I intend. And we would have gotten a fight about, yes, you are. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. But because I have this, this tool, we'll have it. We just need to develop it. I've decoded it. That's all is I was able to see that. So what I found after like two or three years of trying to figure this out is we are closed. We have named things closing that are closing that we had to give a name to, but it's really guidance on the quality of the information your mind is producing. So my example is anytime you feel stress, and I define stress as worry, fear, anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, irritation, procrastination, guilt, impatience, doubt. These are to name a few. All of these things I just listed are always tightening in the body, meaning there's an old program attached to them. All right. And that's how you have to come to it is what I, the first thing that I have people do is stop. You guys can write this down and I'll repeat it at the end of our, our, our uh, interview here, but you stop in the moment. You're like, wait, I'm really frustrated. I am closed. And you state, you think this I'm closed. That means what I'm thinking is not true or not going to happen. And, and that is a true statement. People are like, how do you know it's not true or not going to happen? Well, because I've worked with 40,000 people and it's always been, it's always worked. And it's, it's nothing has ever come true that, that we're worrying or thinking about. You'll feel that lightning that you felt in the first exercise. And the more you do that over the next few days, and it has to be that statement, I am closed. That creates a pattern interrupt where you stop the hijacking of your mind going crazy on you. And then you state, I, that means what I'm thinking is not true or not going to happen. And you feel the opening, which is a more true statement that you just thought. Your mind begins to pick up that this, this experience in the body is only related to what it's thinking. The first thing we have to do is connect the mind to an understanding that the IGS is in response to it. And the more you do it, the more what happens is, is you divide out and you become an observer. So what? So you get this this thing if you're like, wait, okay, that wasn't true, and I can feel it now because it does feel like a deep knowing. It feels like a more true truth in your body. Now you're starting to realize that you're not your mind, that you can watch it. So that's the very first step. There's so many exercises that I have because I had to decode it. So for instance, frustration is always with a situation or a thing. So let's say you're frustrated. The key is to stop, this is just an example, and ask, okay, what am I thinking isn't ever going to change in this situation or with this thing? So I have, I have these ways of decoding your thinking 
so that you can do what I call as a pivot and find the opening. And now you've got the right thinking for the situation you're in. That's that so makes powerful. Sense? Yeah, it does. Because I know when I am, say I was in that situation with your husband, I'm going to shoot to me like three years ago or maybe even five years ago because now yeah. I'm still learning who I am because I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm always working on changing and, and, and really trying to be my best self. So when I learn something new, I'm like, let me put that into practice. But I know how easy it can be to be like, I'm not manipulating him. And then automatically when I feel defensive, all of the thoughts in my mind are going to back up how I'm right. And yes. so in that moment, it's kind of like how you said before, how some people are too, Uh, in their heads or they're too logical that they kind of cut off the feelings in their body, then all of a sudden I can't feel my body anymore. So I can't feel it contracting with every single untrue statement that's just trying to back up the fact that I'm right. Because as you said, you're both kind of right. You just had different definitions of manipulation and different understandings as to what manipulation actually is. And so once you're able to see that in that tuning into your internal guidance system shows you that, oh, hey, I feel like I'm right, but I know there's some signal that I'm not. Where's the truth here? And mm-hmm. you're able to pull that out of him to come to an understanding to realize where that disconnect is between your communication. Exactly. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. And get this, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? Two words, living intentionally. We have to take full responsibility for every area of our lives, including our health, which also includes our air. And that's why I love my air doctor. As a reminder, when you support my sponsors, you also support the show. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants, so your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants like allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I live in the mountains, and our air is pretty great. When I drive home, I can witness myself rising above the cloud of pollution that covers the rest of Southern California. But I know that even in the mountains, my home traps in the contaminants that my family brings inside. Plus, just sleeping one night with my air doctor, I could actually feel the difference. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund, minus shipping. So head to Air Doctor Pro and use promo code MIND, and depending on the model, you'll get up to $300 off. You're saving up to $300. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code MIND. That's promo code M-I-N-D. To learn the essentials of this takes usually between two to three months. There's a bunch of different little practices. So what I do is I, I do like a 50, at Smart Soul Academy, I give them like a less than 15 minute lecture with an exercise, like the I am closed. That means what I'm thinking is not true or not going to happen. And then they go do that exercise and they start to get to that embodiment, like coloring in the, the red yield sign, right? They start to feel it and it starts to, to drop in. And over the course of that period of time, you become a master, Uh, not master, but you get some mastery at it. It takes about a year and a half to get mastery where it's all you live by and you're just moving from opening to opening. But the key is, is that 
once you've had that opening, like I did about the manifestation, I could never go back to believing that I wasn't manipulating him. I could feel the closing. So what it does is it's like this, this cool bumper system that once you have the thoughts that are in alignment, and it's about our, who we are, how much we can be loved, what we're good at, what we're not good at, uh, labels being wrong, she's shy, she's loud, you know, whatever it is that they label people as when you're kids, you know, that all be, you could close if it's not true. I found that it's so much easier because all of your growth happens into the opening that feels good. And a lot of times people are working on trying to fix things because they're closed and they feel bad. And it turns out they don't even have that issue. So I'll give you an example of that. This is a great one. All my life, I was told I was jealous. From about the time of 12 on, everybody was saying that I was jealous with my friends and jealous with my boyfriends. And so I'm not a person that won't work on stuff, right? So I went in and I was working on jealousy and working on jealousy all the way through into my 20s. And I could never figure out how to, to get rid of it. So then I was listening to this radio show on talk radio. And the woman was talking about this, the symptoms of insecurity. And I listened and I was like, I am not jealous. I'm insecure. And I got this huge opening. Insecurity and jealousy are two different things. Jealousy is about controlling someone and wanting to own them. Insecurity is about comparing yourself to someone and finding yourself to not be good enough and expecting that person to abandon you for this other person because they're better than you. Very painful. So I called up my boyfriend at the time. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm insecure. I'm insecure. He was so funny. I was like, <laughs> so excited, right? Because I can now work on insecurity. He goes, is this a trick question? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not jealous. I'm insecure. And he goes, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Within about a year of using my IGS, I was able to, to move through those because it was all closing, painful, hurt closing of me comparing, oh, well, he, he's going to want to be with her. I'm not as pretty. I'm not as smart. I'm not this. I'm not, you know, and all that closed me. And I'd be able to go, no, that's not true. I am that. I couldn't see it if it if I wasn't being that. My my mirror wouldn't reflect it if I wasn't that too. And so I was able to transform my life. But there's so many clients that I work with and students that come into Smart Soul Academy who have this list of things they want to fix, and it breaks my heart because it's they're they're it's not even true. The stuff they think is broken isn't even true, Melissa. You know, and they don't even know it because they're in this limited yield space mind. And they really believe that everybody told them what they are and now they're that and they're not. I don't know why that makes me feel like I'm going to cry. Ever since I became a mom, little stories, I'm like, oh, (laughs) chokes me up. So I understand me too. You had to hear lecture basically on insecurity to really be able to attach that that is what you could work on versus the jealousy. And I know for me, there's a lot of things that are unexamined until something in life brings it up. And so if we're a person that is trying to get more clear on some of these sort of unexamined ideas or beliefs that might be guiding our lives, do we just have to wait for life to present us that opportunity because maybe that's the time? Or is there a way that we can consciously get more deliberate about identifying these things? Yeah. So that's why I created Smart Soul Academy is, is, is a, it's kind of a complex thing. You know, I teach based on the Miyagi approach, wax on, wax off. You know, does, does that make sense to you from the first party oh, yeah. kid? So, <laughs> so he, yeah. So Mr. Miyagi got him doing the blocks. Remember he had him wax in a particular way and, and he thought he wasn't doing anything special. He just thought he's working off his karate. But the truth was, is he was getting his body to do it automatically without thinking about it. 
So I found that I couldn't go through the mind. It took me a long time to learn how to teach this. I've been doing this professionally for 23 years. And in the beginning, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't know how to teach. I was, my background was a tech CEO and I got my degree in global politics. I, this was not, this is not my bailiwick. This was something where I used it to get out of my own way and went from a high school dropout to a tech CEO by 30 and multi-million dollar company that we built. But then the dot-com crash happened and my friends were totally destroyed. And I was feeling good because I'm following my IGS and fixing the closings, right? So they said, either tell me the doctor that's giving you your drugs or tell me what you're doing because you're okay and we're not, you know? And so I started teaching people in the living room and I started trying to explain it to their mind and everything got confusing. It was really hard. So what I did is I created a series of practices where I get you using your IGS and your mind doesn't even know what you're doing and say, I'm not feeling it. This isn't working. I don't understand because it will. And, and then you go to the next practice and the next practice. And the next thing you know, you are mastering this and using it every day, but it wasn't any work at all. So how do you know? So there is things like in the beginning, I have a program that's called stress to happiness where we peel away all the, as much program as we possibly can, and then teach you how to find it. So that way, when you're in a closed state, you can find the openings, right? That's the most important part. But there are ways that you can, like, the first thing is we all have stress themes, theme things that stress us out every time they come up, no matter how we're doing. I have people who are multimillionaires who came from a background of money stress, and they still are stressing about money, and they will never have a problem with money, and they can't stop. They, they hire me to come in and be like, I'm miserable, I'm constantly thinking about how I'm going to lose all my money and I don't have enough money. And I do, and I can't stop my mind. So we work on these things. So you find your stress themes first and, you, and those are things you're like, Oh, here's that thing. I always close at this thing. It's never, ever been true. And a lot, most of the time in the beginning, they blow past their, their knowing their stress themes because it's it, it, in the beginning, it's a trigger right after that. We, we share with you your, def, your stress defenses. Like mine was running away hurt, right? Other people are attack. Some people disassociate. Other people lie. Some people become people pleasers. What do you do when you're under pressure? What did you learn? How do you do it? So then when you're in that place, you're like, oh, I'm now in defense mode. I'm totally closed. I need to go back and look at what stressed me out that caused this. So we do start using your mind and, and you figuring out. And so you don't, you, you don't have to force it. You just start un, unraveling these. And this reprograms your neural pathways. Whenever you find an opening, the old stuff begins to neurally extinct is the term. So what happens is, is over time, you stop, your stress seems go away. Most of the people who study this for six or, or months or so report that they no longer have stress, anxiety, worry, frustration, because they just, they feel it, they get it, they pivot, they go on. And so, yes, you can force things. And most of the program is me bringing up things that cause stress, cause closing, right? And teaching you how to find the openings. And then pretty quickly, you're on your own. I don't want people to hang out with me for the rest of their lives. I want you to be off doing your contribution, making amazing choices. There's a magic and synchronicity that happens when you follow your internal guidance system. Everything just becomes like butter and lines up for you. You have divine timing. There's all these cool things that happen. And so you begin just living a completely different life, really. And you're off and running and you know how to make choices for yourself and how to stop triggers from happening and how to recreate that trigger because the guidance is precious. You're learning something really important about yourself and what's limiting you when those experiences of closing happen. Yeah, for sure. I feel like so often 
the tools that are being sold to us by one person or another is, a, is an external tool. It's like, oh, put all the information in here and we'll give you a risk assessment or whatever it is. And it's, and it's, it's kind of like Google Maps. I used to be really good at directions. And then I started using Google Maps for absolutely everything because I want to see if they're going to update me for traffic. Yes, <laughs> you know, I know. I'm like, I'm going yes. two miles away. I know exactly where I'm going, but I want to see if it's going to tell me to take it down the route. I also like to see that there's like a minute and 30 seconds left. But then I realized I have... I'm horrible at directions now. And so my husband like refuses to use it unless it's absolutely necessary. And he'll even like turn it off halfway through a route, but he's still working on those things. He's still building that skill. And so the same thing goes for this internal guidance system. If we're always looking to ask our therapist or to, or to, you know, Google which option is best, then all of a sudden Google runs our mind. <laughs> there yes. runs our mind. And we stop trusting that we have the ability for ourselves. Yep, exactly. This produces so much uh, confidence and self-assuredness, right? Self-reliance. You, you really can trust your own mind and what, what you feel to be true is true for you. There, I found that there isn't really an ultimate truth. I think there's ultimate truths that are out there for sure. But Every situation is different. Every person's different. What they need to do is different. And so this is more of a real-time guidance system based on everything that's happening in your life. There's this, it's really powerful because it has information that you wouldn't expect. Like it's, it seems like divine guidance. You can use it as a GPS system, by the way, while you're driving. I can't tell you how many times I've come up to a follow directions and I'm coming up to a turn and I'm like trying, thinking about going right and I'm closed. And I'm like, that's not right. That doesn't feel right. And then I go left. Hey, by the way, you said go right here, but it's actually left, you know, and all often. But the other thing is like we had a uh, one of the students in Smart Soul Academy. She had a conference and she every time she went to buy a plane ticket, she closed. And so this was like six weeks of her coming on the coaching calls and being like, Zen, I don't know what to do. I'm every time I go to buy it and it's getting closer and closer and more expensive and more expensive. It was like two weeks before the conference. And, and to her, she still did not have a plane ticket. Her husband presented her with a credit card bill and said, what is this charge? And she was like, oh my gosh, that's my plane ticket. What had happened is she did all this research late at night, found the flight she wanted, pulled the trigger, paid for it and everything, did not get a confirmation from the system, was too tired and decided to do it in the morning, but it had gone through. Now, how would our internal guidance system know that? There's a safety in the information that it's relaying to us that's really profound the next morning she got up to, to do the same thing and she was closed. And that's where all the confusion came. Now she'd been studying for about a year. So after a while, you just don't even question the closings. You don't care. You're like, I know it's just not right for me. I'm going to go on with my life. Right. But this one was stressing her out on another level. Cause she's like, I don't have a ticket. I know. Of course I'm sitting there on pins and needles going, ah, what's going to happen. Is it going <laughs> to fail for the first time? You know? Um, and she had a ticket all the time, that whole time. She said, I would have bought two and I wouldn't have gotten it back. Because you don't get refunds on, on plane tickets. So there's all these amazing little things once you start using it. It's not intuition, but it has a powerful um, information that's attached to it that guides you. And you may not always understand it, but it always works out. What is the difference between the internal guidance system and our intuition? And also, it's okay, Sheila. I've drunk purchase tickets too. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, amen. Happens. Yes. So our internal guidance system operates the same way in every human being. 
I can train everyone to do this and it works the same way. And they may have a different word. Like some people say, I feel like I can breathe more and other people feel like it's like I'm expanded, but they're both getting the same sensation, you know, just different words. I'm intuitive, I'm claircognizant and I'm empathic. And I've talked to other claircognizant people and we receive information differently. I have a particular way that it feels and it comes in and what I can see and what I can't see and how I perceive it. And other people have a completely different way. Your intuitive gifts are different for every person. So as an empath, I feel other people, but I can, I've always been able to distinguish that it's not me. Other empaths, they experience it as if it is them. And then they have to decode it and, and, and have to do something with it. I get it as an impression so that I can work with that person. Like, oh, they're feeling terrified or I'm sensing, you know, betrayal. So I can feel that, but it's not affecting my emotions. Every intuitive gift shows up a little bit differently. And, and, and then the other thing is, is that our intuitive gifts, immediately when we get a hit on something, it, our mind wraps a story around it. So you don't always know what was the pure intuitive gift information and then what your mind took off with, right? So what with your internal guidance system, it doesn't stop. Meaning if you have a thought that's closing you and you keep going down that path, it keeps, cl- there's no story to it. There's no story. It's just closing as you're thinking and your thoughts, all right? Now, you can, once you begin using the IGS, have these moments where you wrap a story around a closing, but it'll close you if if the story's not true, and it'll open you if the story is true. So even in in the midst of those stories, you can discern what is the imagination of your mind and what isn't. And so you can use your IGS to have an amazing, accurate, intuitive gift, but they're completely different. So say I am tuning into my body and I'm trying to feel if it's contracting or expanding, closing or opening, and it's just more of a neutral feeling. Does that mean that I'm cutting off connection to my body or is neutral a possible guiding uh, feeling? Absolutely. So it is a guiding feeling, all right? The IGS works more like a compass. So picture north, south, east, and west. Okay, I'm going to use west because I'm a west coast girl, right? But north is 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 big opening. It's like those creative ideas that you get that you immediately can't stop. And it's like two weeks later and you created it because it's like, well, I've got to do this. You have tons of energy. You can't stop thinking about it. All the pieces are coming together. Or deeply falling in love, right? Or... Uh, witnessing one of those favorite things, witnessing something that's precious to you. Like my favorite commercial when I was a kid was a little girl and a dad sitting under a tree watching the sun go down and he goes, and they're eating lifesavers. And and he goes, going, going, gone. And the little girl goes, do it again, daddy. Right. It always is like, ah, I love that. So then as you go down from North, right, you go, every single one is a little bit of a lower openings and you get to neutral. Neutral is where you live when you've learned to master your IGS. It's just this comfortable, confident, beautiful feeling. And if something changes in your guidance system that you need to respond to, it'll give you a little opening or a little closing. All right. And then as you go down in little, uh, you know, more tight, more tight, more tight, the bottom is panic and terror. Panic and terror are never true. Uh, when you get that feeling like you're on your way to the airport and you're like, did I get my passport? <gasps> did I get my passport? You did. That, that's an immediate tightness. You have your passport. It's fine. If you didn't have your passport, if you thought I didn't get my passport, you would open. You'd be like, shoot, how am I going to fix this? So yes, neutral is a very important. You, you, you work with open, closed and neutral. 
And neutral's a little more, takes a little more time to learn to be comfortable with because people think that they're not feeling their IGS and that's not true. So it's one of the things that we train people in at Smart Soul Academy is how to be comfortable with neutral and how to decode it. And then the whole gradient works, you know. So terror, for instance, being in panic, which a lot of people on our planet are right now, means that what you're thinking is absolutely 100% not true and your IGS is guiding you. Do not put any more energy into this. Start working your practices to get out of it so you can step back into your truth and know what is going to happen, what is moving you in your in, what is moving you into your future properly. Because I've really spent 23 years decoding how this thing works and I've got it pretty well figured out. One of the things that you teach is that our internal guidance system is rarely a yes or no, and it also rarely goes from point A to point B. What do you mean by that and what should we expect instead? The way I like to explain it is, number one, it's not yes or no. So it's more like the hot cold game, right? Where you're blindfolded, walking through life and you get a closing and it's like closed, you know, hot, cold, 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 colder, Siberia, you're freezing, right? And then it gets warmer, 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 right? And so I believe what I've discovered is that we have a, a life blueprint. And because of the programming between zero and seven, it can be very hard to stay on it and find it. And part of what this this system does for us is it leads the, us through our thinking, like a carrot at the end of a stick with a donkey, um, to the things that are going to help us. So an example is, so it's more like guidance, right? It's more like following a path. Let's say you're trying to, you need to, you know, you are open to moving and you want to look at, you're looking at this neighborhood that you really like and that neighborhood. And so you're sitting there, you're thinking, should I move here? Should I move there? And you're getting a neutral. This is one of the times you'd get a neutral and you're like, I'm not getting any answers. And then you go visit your friend in another state. You, as soon as you land in their neighborhood, you're like, this is it. Because a lot of times we have barriers up and limitations about what we can and cannot do. But our IGS does not have that for us. Our, its job is to get us in our blueprint and the, your life's blueprint is to move to that new neighborhood. That's where your soulmate is, or that's where your job is, or that's where your most, your, the contribution of who you are as a person needed is needed most is in that community. And so w- with a yes or no system, we're still trying to use the mind to make a decision and the mind has no divine information. It only has programming. In fact, I believe when we die, in fact, I, I know because I open, we don't take our mind. Our mind does not travel with us. We go back to our expansive self and we can look at that personality, but it was a tool to get us through the life, but it's not our soul. And our soul is way bigger and knows way more about what we're here to achieve, what how we're here to grow. And so if you block it into yes or no, you will not get accurate answers. You often will not get answers. You can occasionally. And then the last thing I like to say is you can't use this as a magic eight ball. It really is a guidance system for your blueprint. And people try to sit there and go, should I break up with him? Should I stay with him? (laughs) Right? And use their IGS. But what happens in this situation that's very emotional, like being with someone or not, it's like the magic eight ball. What do you do when you get an answer from the magic eight ball you don't like? You reshake it. (laughs) You shake it again, baby, right? And so your mind will keep doing that to you because it wants what it wants. But you don't go through the mind and you don't ask questions like that. And you go through like using the practices in the Smart Soul Academy, you know how to get beyond the limitations of the mind. You're not using your mind. And so you more quickly get information. And, you know, you may, it may be that you break up with them and you're supposed to get back together three weeks later because you've learned something. And it go and there's these patterns. It's not as easy as leave or not leave. 
I opened and closed at being with someone over a two-year period. We'd break up for four months and then we'd open to get back together. And we just kept up, up in our game and our in our personal development with each other. And then eventually we got a, we, we broke up and we could feel that it was complete. And so our minds made up marriage. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with marriage. I love marriage. I'm married. But when somebody's sitting there going, should I marry him or not? Should I marry her or not? And it, if you get a no, but you still have a year's worth of growth together to get you ready for the one you're going to marry, that's not what you're thinking about. So that's why this is so amazing. And it's not a yes or no system. And it's not about, I'm going to date this guy and marry him. It's like, it's going to look more like the old cartoons with, with family, uh, the family cartoon where the guy comes, the kid comes home from school and he goes around the tree, around the tree, in the doghouse, in the doghouse, up the ladder, down the ladder, up and down, you know, around, around, gets home and his mom goes, what took you so long? He goes, I don't know. I came straight home. That's more about what it's like. <laughs> and that makes so much sense. And it, it's also a reminder of continually checking in with yourself. And, and like you said, developing the skill so that you start doing it naturally and it doesn't feel like something you always have to stop and consciously do. You're just naturally following your guidance. It's funny because every time I hear guided, it repeats in my head three times. My second or third episode of Mind Love Ever I had a guest on that was talking about guidance. And at the time I didn't fully understand it as I do now. And especially after this interview, but she was like, you just always feel guided. And I ended up like doing some, <laughs> some like audio trick and it's like guided, guided, guided. <laughs> and so now yes. four years later, I, every time I hear guided, I'm like guided, guided, guided. And I feel like I finally am getting all the keys to really understand how to make that applicable every single day. So thank you so much for kind of almost feels like the final piece of the puzzle. So for listeners that are resonating as much as I am, where's the best place for them to connect with you? Yeah. So I highly recommend you go to um, internalguidancesystem.com. That's internalguidancesystem.com and sign up on the list there because I'll give you a mini series so you can start using this and feeling it right away. Um, if you're interested in the Smart Soul Academy, go to smartsoulacademy.com. And I have a membership program that's like $50, less than $50 a month. And it, you get 13 programs that walk you through everything from, from clearing out your emotions that are not authentic from you and relationships. And there's addiction information in there, the stress to happiness program. There's the 13 amazing programs that completely get rid of all of the programs from zero to seven and teach you how to use this. So... All the links for this episode will be at mindlove.com slash 232. Your challenge for this week is to practice daily, hopefully multiple times a day, tapping into your internal guidance system. Premium members, I have created a special meditation for you to use daily if you'd like to, to help practice this new skill. So if you're not yet a premium member and you'd like to be, you can sign up at mindlove.com slash premium. Now remember what we learned in this episode. The first step is to get really still and start tuning into the sensations going on in your body. Consciously release any tension that you're holding. Once you get to a place of almost peace, you're going to state a statement that you know to be true and notice the sensations in your body. Then you can say a statement that you know to be false and see how you feel within your body. Now, the first times that you do this, you may not notice much. It might be a really subtle difference. But there's something I've learned over my years of practicing anything. 
One example of that is marketing. I've worked in marketing for over 15 years. I've now worked with startups, helped my own business grow, helped my husband's business grow. And there are things that I know that feel almost common sense to where when I'm coaching people, I'm like, is this even going to help them? But then for them, it's this big key thing, something they've never thought of before. And the reason that it feels so common sense to me is because I now have a marketing mindset. My brain just thinks certain ways. I can be presented with a whole new business idea and I can see a clear path on how to grow that. But that's not innate for everybody yet. However, if they worked in the field as long as I have, that would start to just be something that they see clearly. You probably have an expertise like that, whether it's in the field that you work or mothering a child. Imagine that first time that you brought a baby home, if you're a mom or a dad, and how foreign it felt to you, how you couldn't distinguish between what your baby wanted quite yet. But then a few months in, maybe a year in, maybe by your third child, who knows, all of a sudden it's just innate. You just know. This is just due to exposure and repetition and training your brain to think in a certain way. Well, the same thing happens with your internal guidance system. It might feel foreign or like you don't really know what you're sensing in the beginning, but the more that you just intend to show up and have an experience with your internal guidance system, the more commonplace it will feel. The more you'll start to feel yourself just being guided in everyday situations without having to make a whole ritual out of it. So just stick with it. Keep practicing. This is something that I encourage you to practice way longer than just your challenge for this week. This is something that can become your superpower if you commit to it. So let me know how it goes. Reach out to me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa or leave a comment right here on the show notes page at mindlove.com slash 232. Also, for those of you who want to go a step deeper with all of this and want to join Zen's Smart Soul Academy, I have a special link right on the show notes page. So be sure to click through at mindlove.com slash 232. If you loved this episode, please share it with somebody who you think needs it, who it might be helpful for, or take a screenshot and tag Mind Love Melissa and Mind Love Podcast right on Instagram. If you'd love to support Mind Love, the best way to do that is by joining Mind Love Premium at mindlove.com slash premium. You get a whole backlog of exclusive episodes just for premium members. You get an ad-free listening experience and other bonuses, including dozens of meditations. You can also support one of my sponsors. You can find all of those at mindlove.com slash sponsors or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you do, I just might read your review on the show. And that's all for today. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. Thank you.